0: and gentlemen my name is jim amata welcome back to fighting words with shirley doe One i've been looking forward to for a long time because quite frankly and i don't mind saying this doe you're one of my favorite people in and around wrestling you're a book of knowledge you're also a madman so uh you seem to be in a, in a mellow good mood so it's not as good
1: as it gets <laughs> so yeah
0: that'll make this uh relatively easy and safe for me um, you have been a professional wrestler for nearly a quarter century. <laughs> I
1: know. I just yelled at AJ Alexander that I am. Um, he said, "You can go back to your locker room now." Because I was making fun of him. I said, "I've been wrestling longer than you're alive, so I'll go over." I, I'm not going to swear, but yeah, I said, you can. It's right. "I said I'll go over the fuck I want." How's that? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's the good swearing. There's only one word better than that. But anyway, sorry, Jim. Yeah, 25 years, almost 25. Started in. 1997? So yeah. Oh, boy. That's almost a long been time. A long time. 23 years.
0: Yeah. And um, through...
1: You can get my career drunk now legally. <laughs> it can almost run a car on its own.
0: Through this promotion, um, you have... I mean, this was one of your um, early stops in yeah. your career. And you've really had a run that very few people have had. And I'm not just... It's not wrestling hyperbole. I'm not just patting you on the back. Through, like, the alphabet soup of the independent world of Pittsburgh wrestling. Yeah. How have you seen the scene evolve over the past two decades plus?
1: It's crazy because when I first started, there weren't shows all the time. Like there was a show I trained and, and like we would hunt for shows. Right. So we'd go to Detroit or we would go to like upstate New York and there would be few and far between when there were shows. PWX was the only people that, that ran Consistently, so that's why I started there. When I came to PWX, I had a different name, a different outlook on wrestling, and uh, I became who I really am here. So it holds whatever name we want to refer to it as. It holds a really special place in my heart. So when in the, so that was a big thing to me. Like, not I'm going to answer one question before you ask it, and then answer your question. So like you can do whatever you want. I'm trying not to. Uh, the fight, to, winning the fight society title was a big deal to me because I never had the PWX title. And um, that was like, I always look at, I have a theory in life that you base your first success in any career you have based on the first company you work for and what is considered a success there. So obviously in PWX, it was winning the heavyweight title. And so I would never guess when I started, I'd be anywhere near that. So the closest I got before that is I stole Scott Gash's belt. I'm dating myself maybe 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, I was
0: it, actually, believe it or not, that was the first PWX show wow. that I did commentary for was the night that you and uh, Gash had the two belts on a pole match. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you took that horrendous air raid crash on the floor. Yeah. And
1: uh, I couldn't walk after. I, that's, I like whenever you whenever you have a match like that and then you just literally can't walk. You feel like a marionette. The strings have been cut. That's a really good feeling. Yeah, it's, it's like I feel like that a lot
0: too. But it has nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah,
1: but if it's a good for wrestling. It's a good feeling because it feels like at least you put it out there. And then on the way home, you're like, how am I going to drive home? That happened on the way back from Rise this year. I tore my, uh, tore my inner. I don't know what you would call it. Everything behind my crotch, basically my hamstring, everything all the way down to the knee, and it went like black, like purple black right away, and it like freaked me out really bad. This was like in February, maybe. And that's why I started, like, taking care of myself finally. Like, uh, eating right and going to the gym and stuff. Like, I should anyway, but i a mold. And I started doing that, but that was, like, a hard drive home because I can only use one of my legs. So I literally, I duct taped my leg on the side of the road so that it would stay straight so that I could drive home because I didn't want to call and bother anybody to drive me because I'm, like, stupid. I, I, it's like, you could either look at, that's what I love about wrestling. You can either look at wrestling as, like, really brave and, like, and like, oh, that guy really loves wrestling. we like, man, that guy's really stupid. So I've tried to skirt that line for my whole career. But uh, yeah, so there have been so many names of places. I could name places that maybe only ran two or three shows or places that ran a long time and are gone and um, places that have gone through, like IWC's gone through at least three different, I guess you could call them Everybody. eras, yeah. based on who owns them. Um, and it's, it's interesting. Now there shows... All the time, as the Sorg family could tell you, they're constantly <laughs> filming shows. There's a show. There's probably four shows going on right now as I'm talking to yeah. you.
0: I I would genuinely feel bad, like how often Mike Sorg has to hear my voice. Yeah. Like,
1: and he has to hear it during edits, so it's like constantly, like
0: yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even want to hear my voice as much as Sorg has to hear my voice. And uh, and speaking of which, I mean, to, to kind of go back to a few of your earlier points because you touched on a lot of good stuff there. With, I mean, as you said yourself, and I mean, when you won the title, you passionately put it out in the ring. At, at 47, you're still wrestling a regular schedule. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what's, I mean, what's all the...
1: Nowhere near where I was. I, seriously, I, I, it's amazing that I stayed married as long as I was the first time I was married. Because I would wrestle Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday through Sunday, multiple shows, and not be home. And I, I know that I would never get away with that today. And like, so now, yeah, I'm still wrestling pretty regularly, but yeah.
0: So, it's I mean, like, not super easy to because it's there's no fourth. Why, well, as you said, sorghett, it's everything. So, you wrestle for uh, Rise Pro Wrestling, yeah, yeah, as well. And, um, I announced there and I'm grateful for that too. How, I mean, at, at 47, with so many years, I mean, what are we decades on your body? Yeah, to, today, how is your approach? Is your approach to pro wrestling any different today? I mean, as you said, you you really have trimmed down a lot, which is awesome, good for you. Do you approach let's say you're going to have X amount of matches this week, this month. Yeah. Has your approach as far as like what you're going to do in the ring, out of the ring, does that change based on the fact that you're 20 years into it now, as opposed to what you would have done, let's say 10 or 15 years ago?
1: It's weird. I was telling somebody about today, they were asking me about wrestling. And I said, it's interesting because to me, at least, because when I was younger, like I didn't really, I really didn't want to, this is deep for wrestling, right? I didn't really care. I didn't think I'd make it to thirty. So literally, and then I didn't think I'd make it to thirty-five. Every year I'd add another year. Like I don't kind of think I'll make it to thirty-three, right? So like every year, every match, I always was always like, "Well, this is it." Do you know what I mean? Like you approach each match like it's your last, and that's how I approached a lot of my career, where it was like, "Well, whatever happens tonight, like I think this sounds foolhardy, but you should perfectly be willing to die every time you wrestle." I think it's like, and really. Take those risks and and like go all out every time. And my I said to myself when I started wrestling, I went to so many shows when I was young, and I would see guys like half-ass it, and I never want to be that guy. So if I start to become that guy, I ask people at all the time, like, if there comes a time where I'm like doing comedy or just not putting everything into it, and I don't care about enough, that's like when I know I'm done. And I just really, I try to, I say I'm trying to be safer, but then I know I'm going to do something stupid. On the next show. Do you know what I mean? I I've tried to yeah. figure out how to make
0: we've actually had those conversations. I'm like, yeah, Dale, I know you've been doing this twenty five yeah. years but are you okay? Well, that's the thing, it's like uh, It's because I care, it's not that I'm oh, to I know lecture you. But- oh,
1: I appreciate it. It's like McFoy said to me once, he saw me take a German on the concrete and he's like, Maybe you should slow down. And I was like, Maybe I should have had different heroes. And he started laughing. He's like, Yeah, all right. And uh I just I think like the idea, the romantic notion of self destruction is like too powerful sometimes when you're in the ring. And also the difference, like this is calm me. Like I'm still Shirley Doe right now. And this is very calm, measured, like um thoughtful. But like once I'm out there and adrenaline kicks in, I really am not I have no rational control over my body anymore. I used to call it um I read in the first satanic Bible, there's a uh uh ritual werewolf ritual in it. It's like a gestalt ritual. And the idea of the Gestalt is to create a twin of yourself, uh, a version of it's a magic. I'm sorry, I'm going to get real deep into black <laughs> magic. But uh, a black magic thing where the, because most magic users can't control how damaging black magic is to their soul. So you have to create a second or third soul for yourself. Whether or not you believe that, it's up to you.
0: I'm not, I'm not religious at all. Yeah. I just count all of them. And neither
1: is uh, the Church of Satan. It's anti religion, it's based on. Uh, the theory of that yourself is more important than anything, and it's a self, it's based on a lot of different philosophies. But anyway, so the theory I of I don't the,
0: think myself is important either. I
1: just no self esteem. You but should uh, yourself should be the most <laughs> important thing, and you start with yourself, and you save yourself first before you save anyone. But I could talk about Satanism for a long time. But um, the idea of the Gasol thing is creating another better version of yourself that can take all that damage. And that were mocked ritual, um, the werewolf ritual is like. When I read it, I was like, oh, like I never realized it. Like there's a lot of times in my life where I've learned like a thought process, like the way insights go into action. Like all these different thought processes, like people had them before me and I never realized. And I just called them other stuff. So if you ever see me backstage, I literally keep punching myself in the face until like I go into this like Zen state. That's pretty much what the werewolf ritual is, but I just didn't know what it was. So as Anton Ove said, you'll read these things and eventually you realize that you were on the right path. The left-hand path all along. So I guess when I was like 19 or 20 and learned how to wrestle, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of going down the wrong path or the right path, depends on how you." want
0: So for you, is the Shirley Doe that puts the the makeup on? Is that extension of? It's who a different, you are a totally person. different person. Okay,
1: they are. It's like I and the other thing is too. If you think about it, like if you look at the old listings that New Japan used to do, like Keiji Muto and Great Muta are listed as two totally different people. They have different hometowns. They have different. Heights and weights, they're t- considered two totally separate people, even today. And, um, and so is like Kishin Liger and Jushin Liger, separate. You know what I mean? Like, so it's literally—I don't know how you want to look at it. Are they different people, or like a division, or is it like a Shazam thing where two people are sharing one soul? I, I think of, I always look at Shirley Doe as like the, the both the best and worst parts of who I really am. And there's way, times in my yes, we have a regular life as wrestlers saying in character but um we it's the best and worst parts of me and it's something to rely on but it's definitely a more uh confident angry or able to deal with anger better version of me and but i look at it as like a separate person like i literally i used to do a thing where i would close my eyes for i would go out and say when i open my eyes i will not be myself anymore i will be what i will give myself into whatever this is and i still do that somewhat there's a lot of like meditation and stuff that goes into it putting the makeup on is another thing like that's why I wear the makeup, like, because it's like a ri- it's all ritual. Like wrestling, being being a Catholic priest and being a wrestler isn't that different, right? Because you're both wearing costumes and you're both. Don't please don't make any jokes about boys. Um, but it's like it's the idea that you're putting on a costume and you're obsificating yourself with smoke or lights and you're entering into a different mind state. And like also that you're entertaining people or doing like a parable or like a passion play for for people, and that's really cool. Like I always look at myself as like more of a storyteller than a wrestler. So if I can tell someone a really good story and get them excited about it, sorry, I didn't mean to get so uh, metaphysical on the, on the uh, what is this called? Talking, fight words. fighting words, talking, wrestling, or whatever we're called, fighting words. It surely does. It's not really fight words. It's more like figuring out words. with surely does. I hope that answered your question. Though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. and, and I think to, to follow up on that, because you said, I mean, you went to Detroit, you've gone New York, I've been all over the place. And this, this may sound kind of trivial, but I think it's something that people on the outside of wrestling may not understand. Like, what is it like? You, you go to Detroit, you drive six hours.
1: Detroit almost killed me. I was just telling someone the story the well, other day. It was a horrible, <laughs> the worst, literally the worst 24 hours of my life. That, well, we have
0: to hear this story. No, I mean. we
1: don't. It's the worst story. <laughs>
0: well, uh, t- t- all right, to t- uh, abridge that. As, y- yeah. I can as, d- Go ahead, sorry. With. When, when you get in a car and you're gonna drive six hours
1: yeah yeah and
0: the promoter tells you 10, 10 to 12 as far as yeah. like how, how do you justify that like within within yourself like how do you find the drive quite literally and figuratively to say I'm going to go here and I'm gonna travel six hours for that chance to get in the square I would circle.
1: travel six hours to maybe be on a battle royal when I first started I traveled four and a half five hours to Kalamazoo Michigan once for a sabu show because There were a couple guys on the show that I could work out with and learn stuff from before, and I got stretched out in the locker room, never had a (laughs) match. And uh, they had, like, uh, amateur rings, amateur mats in back, and a bunch of dudes taught me how to do leg locks and how to do stuff and just basically stretched me for, like, three hours before the show. But it was, like, the way I looked at it was, like, the – it's, like, a time – I believe that we have, like, these multiple budgets in our life. We have, like, a money budget and a time budget. And to me, the time I was putting into it meant something because – Before, if I didn't do this, I wanted to be in a sideshow. Like, I wanted to be a fire breather or, like, uh, a geek and, like, bite the heads off of chickens, right? So, like, I thought, like, how could I do something that would, like, really scare people? And, like, this is, like, wrestling is as close to the typical sideshow thing doesn't exist anymore post-1960s. So, I mean, there still is sideshows, but nothing to the level of, like... There was a whole town in Florida called Gibbstown where all the freaks lived in the off season. That was my dream as a kid to live there well, and be one of us. Yeah, exactly. The freaks is a Todd Browning's Freaks is a great movie. Yeah, that's the um, movie. It's the one, original ground, grindhouse movie because they actually bought it. Universal gave it away because they didn't want anyone to watch it because it was so controversial. And the guy who bought it made millions off it. But anyways, yeah. So the time, the spent in the car. I think I said to – I was going to say Mrs. Sorg. Is that wrong? But I would say – I said to her tonight, like, time really doesn't have any meaning. And I think you have to realize that time is an artificial construct that we've created for ourselves so that –
0: Just to keep track of – Yeah, to yeah. keep
1: track and to show, make sure that you show up to earn your money on time and, and that we can balance effort and how much money, monetary gain we get for effort. So I think what I would always do is, like, that time in the car was probably – especially when I was traveling with the right crew of guys like Zoltan and Tarantula and those guys – that time in the car was like where the majority of my knowledge of how to how to wrestle and how to do things came from, just asking those guys a million questions and getting abused by them. And uh, I was the navigator, and I was the person that pumped the gas, and I was the person that would go get food, and I was the gopher. But that's where I would uh, learn. Uh, that's where I learned pretty much how to be a wrestler. So in that time, that six hours in the car, but I would always Cole Cabana said the me once. He's like, all these people think that we have this like really sexy life that like, oh, you're getting to go to this town and you're getting to do this stuff. And the truth is, he's like, you're in a car with four smelly dudes. (laughs)
0: Everybody
1: else is getting laid on a Saturday night and you're in a car with a bunch of guys and you have no idea where you are and you might make it home. And the glory of the night will be as if you get the Waffle House or not. But if you can embrace that life, and then I guess there are rewards at the end. To me, I, I knew the rewards for me had to be more about the mental rewards and the idea that I've done something that, a lot of people dream of doing maybe you listening to this now dream of being a wrestler but to do it at a relatively high level and uh, get to go places and get to do things like that's its own reward to me
0: so in and of itself like that six hours too, because you get that like you get the passion to learn yeah that's what i mean i'm not just trying to patch you in the back here i think that's like why i enjoy seeing you continue to wrestle as much as you do because like I've never seen a Shirley Doe match. I go, man, he really like nailed in there. Like, you can always see that's the a lot effort. Of pressure now, though. I don't want you to see that match. Well, I mean, you had a good match tonight because you beat Beast Man and retained the championships. So yeah, that was a positive.
1: Yeah, it's like I think that's the thing is like I, I worry still about every match, and like I tend to worry about a lot of stuff in life. But yeah, like, me I too, I tend to get really pre-curtain. There's a lot of like breathing exercises and and getting in the right. Headspace, like I talked about. But so much of it is like worry because I want each time I go out, I always think of the audience and I think how can I give them something, especially because now, like tonight, I was up last. Like, how do I give them something else that maybe they haven't seen, or how can I like deliver on some kind of passion for and them recognize the passion I have for it? And that and I also just like to fight. I mean, I would fight in bars all the time, I and mean, legitimately, this is not me being asking like. I got in so many fights, I'm like, I should probably just do this because, like, I figure out a way to make, you know, I sucked at it. I got beat up all the time, but I just liked the idea. Like, I grew up with a heart murmur and didn't uh, do anything physical until I was 17 or 18, and then I went nuts. I played hockey and, and all these sports, and I was like, I missed out on this sporting life. So, I got another 30 years of it when everybody else did, and they were playing softball, and I was getting hit in the head with a chair by Brandon
0: Kay, <laughs> or whoever, whomever. Well, I think what you just said is very telling because, I mean, you just said you re- you think of the audience. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I respect so much about you. And legitimately, like, when it comes to people I respect the most, it's you, Brandon K and Quinn Magnum. Uh-huh. Um, and that's legit. That's Those not- two
1: are good. I don't know about me. Uh,
0: you're, you're in there. Um, at least in my, you're in my top three and you can't no, change my mind.
1: Okay. Uh- <laughs> but I think it's the same thing. It's like you have to, there's a reason why, like, but
0: you're not, like, out there, like, hey, brother, I'm a superstar, brother, here I am, brother. Like, you, you literally just said yourself, you think of the audience. You're not trying to pat yourself on the back when you go out there. Like,
1: no, and, yeah, it's just, I love, also, it enables me to do something that I couldn't do. Like, if anything else in life, like, most people, what do they do? They do softball or they do. Some kind of like, you know, kickball or some intramural But do you know what I mean? That yeah, these sports it's a, it's that people a, do.
0: It's a crazy business, Warren. Yeah. And it it's really like, is. and like,
1: well, that's what they do to blow off steam. And like, I couldn't blow off steam playing softball. Like, the, first off, I probably want to hit somebody with a bat. I'm not that fast, right? I'm good at like controlled burst. The ring's great for me because at controlled bursts of speed, I'm fast, but I'm not good at in a distance. Uh, and like I hit that. really hard. That's like, where else can you use the ability to throw a really good forearms outside of? this you know or like i'm good at demo like if, if i didn't do what i do for my real job i would be i would like to knock houses down <laughs> so this is i guess i'm taking my ability to knock houses down and, and using it on human
0: flesh well you knocked a house down in the beast man i mean that was that was a very physical match i mean it's it's a match that i, I knew was going to be physical yeah um and and because of that like i have to, i mean you've you've reiterated how like important it was for you to have things come full circle yeah with the PWX title and uh as far as Beastman I mean the things with over the past few months have been a little sketchy yeah to to, to put it mildly but um, I I'll ask you your opinion on Beastman as an opponent as an athlete um I think he's really talented sometimes I question his decision making but he, he also yeah I think he's a he, giant bone around so I
1: <laughs> I think he's super talented I think he's gotten better of the guys in in Pittsburgh that I can think of like from where, and he wasn't bad when he got started. So he's all like, you know, I'm not saying that, you know,
0: he was, he was, I was a rookie for sure. Like yeah. it was just a matter of time.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the hard thing about wrestling is like wrestling throws you into the deep end very quickly. So like you're on a show, the same people that are watching the main event are watching you in the open and they're expecting the same level of quality. Uh, it's rough everywhere. Cause I put a lot of pressure on myself. The IWC shows were the worst for students. And I, I trained a lot of their guys, so I would keep their guys out of the ring for the longest time. Because I knew it's like a meat grinder, right, to throw people into this. Do
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's you, you just watched AJ and Chris Daniels. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's like 30-minute spot. Or track. or like
1: the worst is when we were in Philly, and it was like Hentai and I were on the first MLW show. And it was like, hey, here's Vampiro, and here's uh, here's L.A. Well, it wasn't L.A. Park. That's another story. It was uh, Volador's dead, stealing, doing the gimmick and getting paid for it. Super parka. And then there's, a, but there's like, all, Bam and Bigelow and, like, Teokia. There's all these, like, big stars, Shane Douglas. And, like, oh, yeah, you guys go out and do do your thing. Yeah. And it's, like, cool. Okay, great. And it's, like, nobody – I
0: said, I'm like, nobody is going to enjoy this match at all. You did it sweet. Ironman's carry in that match, though. because It was a gif I think Rob neighbor put it out. Oh, did he? Yeah, and I popped huge. He was like, hey, it's head Hentai. I, we used to do
1: uh, – that was uh, – you know, that was 3PW. Is Yeah, I,
0: honestly, I was going to correct you, and I thought maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, 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 because 3PW was Hentai Night. And and it was within the first same six months when everybody everybody ran ECW Arena. And then that MLW was uh, Phil Friedman, PJ – I can't remember what name he was, he was in the time. He was in WWE for – A real brief run he was in before nxt when it was still fcw he was there and he'll kill me because i couldn't remember his name but he was a ufc guy he did like two ufcs and he ran um a couple gyms for fighters and like he uh we trained at dory funks together and it was crazy because like uh he uh he did his first UFC fights and they said, Hey, make sure you let these guys go like five or six minutes. Don't beat him in thirty <laughs> seconds and he beat him in like twenty five seconds. PJ Freeman is the name he used that. Can't remember what his WWE name was. His gimmick ended up going to uh who's the guy who came out with the tank at WrestleMania? Rusev. Rusev, yeah. His very similar gimmick. He got hurt this is uh, Bill DeMont chicanery era. Got hurt and uh, then, yuck. yeah. So now he uh does much cooler stuff. He is a I'm not legally allowed to say what he does, but it's awesome. Okay, so, uh, yeah. we, so we don't violate any legal laws. I yeah. think we'll wrap up because he's going to hang me. Hentai wrestled with Jerry Lynn and Abu was on his team, and they wrestled three guys from uh, Shakara. That's what that show was. But, yeah, the first the 3PW match, if you watch it, the first move, Hentai punches me. It's hard in the face I've ever been punched. And I, was not, and I should have been ready for it because it was every match. And I think I took a fireman's carry off the top at one point too, which is stupid. Like I'd rather take a pile driver off the top and fireman's carry. That's a long way to fall. <laughs> Samu was the king of doing X. He would give you that standing one. And he's
0: so tall. <laughs> and you'd be like, man, I'm up here. And drawing back to the fight society championship, a man that you've had a ton of history with Troy wards, um, yeah. broke his wrist in three places prior to a, uh, title victory. And he gutted through 25 minutes, uh, last man standing against Patrick Hayes. And uh, just recently, he won a tremendous 30-minute Ironman match against Hayes. It was one of the best matches I've ever called. I've said it several times. I think Troy's one of the most underrated guys in Pittsburgh. And um, he's had a a grudge with you over that championship. Yeah. And he may have a point because he never lost the title. No, and Um, I feel the same
1: way, honestly. Like, I was upset even though, okay, so I don't see eye to eye with him, but like I try to be empathetic to people, right? Because we've all been through stuff. And the fact that he came so far and changed up everything and won that title and have it taken away, like that's upsetting, right? And I know how he feels. Like we've all had something in our hands and had it snatched away. The way he's going about it and the way that he's trying to get what I've done, I've worked the same way. We've all, you can't with most wrestlers, outside of, like, some of these younger guys who I would like to DDT every show, with once you get to a certain level in wrestling, we've all sacrificed and we've all busted our asses to get where we're at, right? And he definitely has. I mean, yeah. I've been fighting with Troy Lords oh, man, for forever. I remember we the second or third Super indie we had a match for the IWC title. It was
0: the... Uh Super Indie. I know because I was about legitimately and you this the reason I'm saying this because you can go to the indie wrestling u s YouTube page and watch this match when you hit the floor on a dragon screw leg whip, I am about six feet away, and I, I even me I literally jump into the frame because I'm shocked to see you hit the floor,
1: <laughs> yeah, I threw up uh, a piece of my insides, I like coughed up like this white mass, and like I've no to this day I have no idea what it was, and I was like, boo that's that probably isn't good. That's a weird feeling too when you hit the floor that hard and you're like, cool, either my body's not gonna work after this or it's gonna work. And then it worked. So it was fine. But uh yeah, so I've been fighting Troy Lords for a long time. And you know what? Since honestly, back in IWC days, he had like this tremendous run with Hentai. They had a match in Butler one time where like he got DDT'd off the top. It was the damnest thing I ever seen. And like he had he's had great matches all the time. And I just think that. I don't even think he's underrated. I just think that people are stupid. I think people haven't recognized how good he is. And I'm I have and I would say honestly 100% he's the best wrestler in this company. He, I think he and Patrick Hayes are neck and neck. He beat Hayes tonight, so I guess for now it's him. My ability is a lot different. Like, right? I'm a brawler and I can take a lot of punishment and I'm stupid. So our I don't know how well we measure up, but I'm really interested now because it's been a long time since we wrestled. We've, like, ran into each other matches. And if you ever notice when we run into it, each other, it always turns into this, like, forearm hitting each other's heart and headbutts and stuff. And it's just, like, we I think there's this weird test between us of who who can hurt the other. So I'm really excited for it to be one-on-one and have that happen. And I know he's going to – he has Beast Man, and he has – Uh, He might have Scarlett. He might have Jimmy Vegas. He might have all these people. I really don't care. I mean, I already fought nine people in one night. I'll fight 15 people in one night. I want to fight him one-on-one. I want to figure out who the best person is. And I would hope, hopefully he's listening to this and hopefully that he feels the same way. I know he probably doesn't, who knows what goes through his head right now, but I'm beyond excited to have that match happen. I can't honestly think of a better match to be the main event uh, of a show. And I don't, I hate putting myself over. So it's not really me. It's just the idea that, like, I think that that is the best one on one match that Fight Society can give right now. And, uh, have it, have that be, for that to be the anniversary show match is, man, that's crazy. Like, cause I remember the first couple anniversary shows, I was lucky to get on shows, right? I'd go six months without being on shows and wrestle all the time. So the fact to be where I'm at for as much little time as I've left, I realize it's a, ticking clock of how little i mean do you know what i mean like there's guys today that are going to be wrestling for decades past me right and i'm just like this milestone this footnote in their career to to get to be on this to even be on this show but much less to be this high up and defend the title against him i mean that's an awesome it's just crazy right
0: absolutely it's one i'm looking forward to calling
1: yeah so it's like i'm really excited about that match because like honestly i'm going to bring everything i can to it and and I hope he, I know he's going to too. And I, and I think he deserves it. Like if that was the next person I wanted to fight, I know I had to get past beast man. And, and I don't care. They can put anyone in front of me. They want, but that's the person I want to fight. I want to fight true Troy Lords. And honestly, I wish I could have fought him tonight and I know he's going to get involved in all my matches and I know he's going to do his mind games and stuff, but I do mind games pretty well too. So I'm really excited to see him, what he brings to the table. And, uh, And what he brings to the ring,
0: as I've coined on commentary, you have a Ph.D. in ring psychology. Where did you get a school for that? Uh, I went to Dory Dory Funk 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 (laughs) School. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, on that note, Dory Funk's a good note to end on. So, uh, I do one
1: Dory Funk story before we're done. Oh yeah, cool. I said I want to learn how to throw punches like your brother. (laughs) He said, "You sure?" And I said, "Yes, I want to learn how to throw the European uppercut, and I want to learn how to throw punches like your brother." his punches are the best punches i've ever seen cool i'll teach you like at the end once you get through this if i feel like you deserve it and like he taught me the uppercut and that took like six months right or a year to figure i still like it's like there's a lot to it more than just i hate watching dudes do european uppercuts because no one doesn't like dory like
0: he drops down on me and
1: comes comes back up and it's like i remember karina told me like he's gonna hit you as many times as he can as hard as he can just to prove a point i'm like awesome (laughs) Like I want Dory Funk to like beat the shit out of me, <laughs> right? Because that's like the Funks are my heroes. So we're done, and I was like, I'm getting ready to go to the airport. And he goes, Oh, hey, Dough. He said, come here, I'll tell you. I said, Yeah. He goes, You know how my brother throws such good
0: punches? My kind of goes,
1: He punches people right in the fucking face, and I was like, Oh, okay. He goes, Just hit people as hard as you can, and I was like, That's it. Yeah. That was, and he goes, That's the whole secret.
0: That, that was in book, too. Goes,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. When, when I read, it, I was, for that
0: big like that big left, you he realizes Terry just pops people in
1: the face. Dude, it's serious when. And <laughs> Carino said to me, he's like, because Dory was in his late, he's still kicking, right? But he was in his late sixties at the time, and he's like, you will be shocked at how hard a sixty-seven-year-old man can hit you. And I was like, okay. So the only two people who have ever shocked me how hard they hit me is him and uh, Tracy. Is when we were down at the what, uh, palaces. palaces. Thank you. See, See? Well, I'm here. concussions.
0: It's one of my favorite matches of all time. Really? I'll t- I'll t- yeah, I'll tell you all fair. Oh man,
1: but yeah, he said he hit me with a football tackle. And I was like,
0: what the hell just happened?
1: <laughs> and like, I know Tracy hits hard. Tracy's my all-time, honestly, probably my all-time favorite wrestler, right? My all-time favorite opponent because I learned so much every time with him. And it was like a joy because, like, like, to me, being a Southern wrestler is who I always wanted to be when I was growing up, right? And the fact Southern dudes that do Kung Fu is my jam, right? Because, like, him and uh, and uh, what's his name? Stan Lane. The Like, Southern dudes that do Kung Fu doesn't make any sense, Right. And Tracy's backfist. And like, oh, he's like, you know, and I'm like thinking like oh, that backfist back is going to be cool. That backfist is insane. Right. <laughs> like that Backfist is like knock your teeth out. The only other person that, that is like I got stunned in the lights in Japan. One time I fought a K1 dude uh, from uh, the Taka trained, and he did one of those Van Damme kicks The like, you know, the Van Dam would not John Claude, John Claude, not Rob. <laughs> But like, you know the end of the Jean-Claude movies where he do those kicks? And you're like, why does not someone just punch him in the dick, right? Because like, it's like, but really, I know why not. Because you're looking at it like, this is beautiful. And like you see that leg spinning at you, and you're like, how is he doing This is like Chun-Li from Street Fighter. How is this happening? And then it hits you in the face, and you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? And then I was knocked out, and I wandered a Japanese swap meet and talked Japanese for an hour. I bought all this shit. I don't know what I bought. And I remember I woke up on the way back to Osaka on the bus. And I was like, ah! and I was like, and just literally clicked back in. They're like, yeah, you were having a really good time. And
0: you've got like Japanese newspapers all around you. I like had. You bought.
1: There were we were on the Disney bus, so there's Disney buses that go from Osaka to Tokyo and Osaka to Nagoya, so you ride the Disney bus and it's really cheap. So, but you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you're surrounded by all like 19 year old Japanese girls wearing Mickey Mouse hats screaming. There is
0: nothing wrong being surrounded by Japanese women.
1: Uh, I like uh, I like the Russian. My wife's Russian, so. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like I that's why I said when I got before I got married, I said to somebody one time I was like my dream is to meet a Russian girl like you know how Brigitte Nielsen was in Rocky? Yeah. Like I wanna meet a short haired blonde uh Russian girl that doesn't take that hates everybody but me and is just really mean <laughs> to people and god damn it I found it. It's great. Like she scares me the way she like goes after people. I love it. So I, I learned a lot from her. I should, like, pick up some of her ring sense. I've taught her three moves.
0: Yeah, I think we need, like, Becca's like, fighting style one one.
1: It's great because one of the fans said, I know who you are. You're Becca. She's like,
0: what the fuck are you? <laughs> and I was like, she's like,
1: you're not allowed to know who the fuck I am. And I was like, oh, baby, I love you so much. Right? I want know, know from it.
0: your award-winning website, bnsaboutmovies.com.
1: Yeah. She, dude, how many girls have a tattoo of the anti-god from <laughs> Prince of Darkness? But anyway. That's not about wrestling.
0: Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Yeah, Um, wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. My name (laughs) is
1: Jim. Wrap it
0: up, Box. My name is Jim Amonit. He sure we do. This has been Fighting Words. And join us next time.
1: This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.